welcome to our podcast. My name is Amelia. My name is Sherrick, and this is Amelia. And Sherrick, what are you doing? The podcast that now comes with a nice, clean scotch coating to make sure if you take it out in the rain, it won't get all gross, and then you have to, like, wash it immediately, and you just bought this podcast, and it just happened to rain the same day you bought this podcast, so that's kind of unfortunate. But it's not unfortunate, because we have that nice, clean scotch coating that'll keep us dry and clean. man how y'all doing <laughs> <laughs> oh boy yeah it so is, we're back yeah we're back not that we went anywhere but <laughs> i mean we did you know like we went off and lived our life for uh, x amount of time that it's been mm-hmm. since the last time you listened to us in which case if you are listening to us like in a binge situation we like really, really fast went and got some water and then came back. So that way, like as soon as you finish the last episode, now here we are, bam. Hello. Mm-hmm. We are because obviously when you're listening to this, it's always live. Yes, because it's like the Flintstones. It's not like a it's not a recording per se. It's it's a bird in, with a small band inside of your phone that is like just basically it's not a bird. It's us. We're inside your phone and we're just like talking incessantly. <laughs> And then you're like, pause, and, and then I have to be like, Amelia, shut the fuck up, stop. <laughs> okay, they hit play again, let's keep talking. <laughs> I've riffed far too long. Anyway, this is the podcast where we talk about like anything and everything that we want to. We focus on pop culture, movies, video games, music, television, and life. And it's a lot of fun. I am I am uh, your co-host, Sherrick, along with Amelia, who is the star of the show. That is why no. her name is first. No. Uh, not, not not strictly because it was an alphabetical thing that no. worked out well. <laughs> we are equal. We are equal partners in this. Stop podcast. ruining my jokes. <laughs> no, I'm not having your your you self-deprecating have, jokes. <laughs> it's not a self-deprecating joke to say that I'm I'm a co-star. Uh huh. It's not a self-deprecation situation. Anyway, we're not doing this. <laughs> Y'all, it's September. How how did we get to this? If it's if you're listening to this around the time that it came out, if you're not, then uh, when we put it out, it's September, and that's crazy to us. <laughs> I just I just saw a post that was like, so August was like five minutes, right? And I was like, it seriously was, and like, I just I don't understand because I feel like this is a conversation that happens a lot of like uh-huh. where did the time go but like um, literally but like, it's for real it just every the reason that conversation keeps happening is because it's, it's mind-boggling every time you turn around and realize mm-hmm. what day it is every time you turn around on dmca as this is a parody um, <laughs> But yeah, like uh, Steph came up to me the other day and was like, so it's crazy that it's almost September, right? Like, this is like a week ago at this point. But like, and I was like, I mean, yeah. And she's like, well, I think of your birthday being like the beginning of August. And I, all of a sudden now it is the end of August. And I was like, yeah, very how true. Time works. <laughs> I mean, yes, that is indeed yeah. how time works, but it, it yes. is a little wild. And, you know, shout out to everybody who had birthdays in, in August, Leo season, best season, but like, uh, <laughs> It just seemed like it was just like, okay, August is over now. See you later. Um, Which, I mean, is good news for like video game fans specifically, because like as you march closer towards the end of the year, you get very good games that come out usually like 
Um, oh, I mean, we God. talked about Cyberpunk 2020, uh, 2020, Cyberpunk <laughs> 2077. I can't say dates or, or, or acronyms at all either. And that came out like, you know, a couple of months from now, this time last year. And that was very hyped. It obviously didn't necessarily live up to a lot of that hype. But the point being is that like, this is around the time that big games come out. This is around the time that like, if we're going through a new console cycle, that's the situation. Mm, um, okay. Also Black Friday is getting closer. Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. Halloween, how everyone was like, cool, 4th of July is over. Let's start decorating for Halloween. And I'm like, y'all got to calm your shit. Like, I get it. Y'all spooky season is best season to, to y'all. But like, summer's where it's at for me. Calm down with the fall. Same. Yeah, I just like, I don't want to, I don't know. I feel like, especially in the last couple of years, be like, you know what? If keeping your Christmas tree up half the year makes you happy, like, do your thing. I don't fucking care. Like, whatever makes you happy that isn't hurting mm-hmm. other people, I don't fucking care. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, me personally, like things to come in their own time. And yes. I like, y'all love fall people love fall that's fine I love Halloween I don't particularly like fall my allergies tend to be a bitch so and also because I have an an anti I don't know whatever's mainstream some I don't know I have this like streak of being like I don't want to be into that except obviously (laughs) I am into mainstream stuff a ton Uh of mainstream stuff but there's just this like I don't know contrary part of me that's just like all those basic people of fall and I don't wanna <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love summer I love summer a lot yeah um there's just to me a feeling of freedom or like I just feel lighter with yeah the sun and, I, and and I just I yeah so fall always think- makes me kind of sad to like that summer is coming to an end. I so. always associate that with like the freedom of being like, like when you're a kid, it's like summer was equated with freedom because it's like, mm-hmm. that's the time you don't have to be in school. Like, mm-hmm. and I can't speak for everybody who's listening. Feel free to, you know, uh, fill us in on your feelings on this kind of stuff. We'll tell you uh, how to later if you don't know where to reach us. But like, I remember being the kind of kid who my parents were like, just be in when the streetlights come on. Like we don't really, and, and sometimes like, it was like, okay, but you don't have to be in, you just have to be in front of the house in the general vicinity in front of the house and you can still play. Mm-hmm. So like, whereas like in, during school nights and grade school, it was like you have to be in the house by like seven or eight to get ready to be in bed by like nine or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like, the, the, I think that that's like a freedom that like I associate with mm-hmm. as far as like summer is concerned. And I know a lot of people are like fall is great because it's like getting colder and the leaves change and blah 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 but like to me it's like no summer's always been the best to me mm-hmm. um it's for me it's like it's summer spring fall and then winter winter is obviously a, a distant fourth despite the fact that we live in you know an upper midwest cold climate and so winter predicates the majority of our seasonal times because it just mm-hmm. decides to bleed more and more into spring but that's how I feel about it Yeah, I feel like, too, that, how do I put this? I think that's partly why a lot of people around here don't like winter is because of how long it is. If it was, like, if it was, like, as long as, if every season was equally as long, I feel like I wouldn't hate it as much. Mm -hmm. But it just feel, like, I still wouldn't like it because I have seasonal affective, but... um, (laughs) Which is also why I like summer, because it's, like, sun, yay! But yeah, yeah. And I don't know. 
it just like I feel like it's it was like it, this sounds funny that I'm gonna say this. I feel like back in our day before like you know climate change became a huge huge thing. I felt like the seasons were a bit more even. They were, but, yeah. But but now it's like winter takes up the majority of the time, and then it's like you snap your fingers for spring, and then it decides to just be wet and rainy, but still kind of cold. And then it's like hot out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then all of a sudden, like autumn, autumn kind of like rides that line. Like it's like it's kind of warm, but the leaves are changing and it's more that of a gradual. Like, but... Yeah, it's more of a gradual like descent into winter before everything like gets mm-hmm. ridiculous. But, you know, mm-hmm. that's just my feeling on it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, um, thank you for joining us for Amelia and Sherrick. What's the weather like today? <laughs> A spinoff podcast where we just talk about how, how the weather is to y'all. Yep. And now we're going to reach out to find out what's going on in your neck of the woods. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes me think of, uh, this isn't the main topic of today, but like anytime I think about like news related stuff, I always go to that bit in, in Anchorman. I'm like the, where, where um, Christina Applegate's character finds out that Ron reads whatever is put on the prompter like no matter what it is so like Mm -hmm. he messes it up so it says i'm ron burgundy like with the question mark like i know like the the go go fuck yourself san francisco is like the big payoff for that bit but like to me it's way funnier when it's like he's just reading it and doesn't even question it and just like i'm ron burgundy like that's, (laughs) that's way funnier to me yeah I've only seen that movie once. I've only seen it once too. And I don't remember how I got a coaster for the second one, but I've never seen the second one. But it, there's a hmm. coaster in our house someplace that was like given away. And huh. it has like it has like a cutout like mustache that you could like put oh, on your face. Oh, gotcha. Kind of thing. I don't think I've ever done it because I was just like, I don't, I'm going to keep this. I may need this someday because that's, <laughs> that's the mind of a hoarder. You're just like, I may need this someday. Like if you look mm-hmm. at my desk currently, there's just like so many peripherals and things that I'm like, well, I might need access to like my glasses case. It's like, why would I need access to my glasses case? I can just set my glasses down on the desk, like whatever. Anyway, we're going to cover a huge topic be one of those episodes where Sherrick talks a fucking bunch. <laughs> this is the video game series Grand Theft Auto. We're talking about this today. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited to get into this because we are marching towards the inevitable remaster of Grand Theft Auto 5. There are a lot of rumors about Grand Theft Auto 6 that are out there uh, after almost a decade plus of, of really any news about Grand Theft Auto. So I, I'm not, this isn't going to be a thing where I cover the entire expanse of Grand Theft Auto, mm-hmm. believe it or not, because mm-hmm. there's, there are just so many games. There's seven standalone titles. There's four expansion packs. I'm really only going to cover the games that I played, and we're going to just kind of talk about those. Spoilers for Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, Vice City, four and five are incoming, because those are the ones that I've been like kind of into. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just know that like if you had any if you've been holding off for a decade and a half to like finally play gta 4 or 5 right uh, and don't come (laughs) crying to me when i spoil stuff that happens in the game because that is what's happening in uh Mm -hmm. here so but i am going to kind of tell you about like the start of 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 the series so okay great i was gonna say yeah can we at least do that yeah of course of course (laughs) So people kind of associate Grand Theft Auto with your like 
when when someone says like a sandbox open world game that people tend to go to grand theft auto first because it's okay. like as far as like i'm not saying that they did it first but they're like the most pro it's the most prolific series that has that gotcha. because like for the most part you're you're able to just like drive around a city and in, and in one of the games like an entire state just doing kind of whatever the fuck you want like mm-hmm. there's there's a youtuber by the name of david oz that did some pretty pretty good video essays about them and he talks about like the the freedom from consequence that is the grand theft auto games but it didn't start that way it actually started as like a top-down driver game so like instead of being like a third person view or a first person view, you were looking, it's like looking at a, like looking at Google maps and you were, and you're controlling a car driving around the city. Okay. But like, it's like, you're looking down into the city. So there's no, like, like the topography is like, doesn't matter because it's like, you're just driving, you're going Mm -hmm. left, right. You're weaving in and out. The cops are chasing you, that kind of thing. And it was more about like getting a car to this place or that place and less about like shooting people or I mean you can still run cars off the road and run people over and stuff like that but it was much less like what it is today mm-hmm. and, I, and that change happened between uh, the, that change kind of was predicated with Grand Theft Auto 3 which I've never gotten to play okay. but you 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 basically you basically played as this guy who was named Claude and I'm not going to get too deep into the plot of GTA 3 because I said I, I I said that I was going to do spoilers for the other games but uh-huh. essentially it was like you didn't say anything your character never speaks in grand oh, theft auto okay. 3 so you're kind of just like people are telling you what to do and you do it and and to to, to quote franklin uh, you, you people are telling you what to do and you do it and nothing changes like you know like kind of a thing mm-hmm. and i don't really remember where i jumped on to the grand theft auto chain as far as like what my motivations were beyond like maybe like being like I'm a teenager and I want to play the games that people say I can't play like uh the guy game or 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 leisure suit Larry or bmxxx which are all like adult oriented games uh uh two of the three of those are very very terrible games um I'll I'll leave you to decide which ones uh, on that and you have questions uh you know how to ask but Mm -hmm. my first like real foray into the Grand Theft Auto series was a game it was it was basically gta vice city which is based off of it's it's kind of loosely based off of miami um and it's i want to say let me look this up to make sure that i'm getting this correct i want to say vice city was set in like the 70s let me just check to be sure but yeah so it's 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 based in like let's see excuse me, the eighties, it's based in the, it's a, it's eighties, okay. it's eighties Miami. So lots of like neon and like leotards and you, mm-hmm. you are, you are this character named Tommy Versetti. You've just gotten out of prison after a 15 year sentence for murder. You work with the mob, by the way, Tommy Versetti is voiced by Ray Liotta. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So like uh, you, you basically like, this is one of the first, like you know, open world games where there was like full voice acting. And there's uh, Philip Michael Thomas is in this game. Burt Reynolds is in this game. Wow. Uh, fucking what's his name? That is, he's a little, um, he's a little uh, out of the public eye. James Woods is in this oh, game. Okay. 
anyway, point being is, is that this is like, you, you are essentially like a, a, a mid to level, mid to lower level, like rung on the totem pole of the mob. And you are sent uh, basically after serving time for the mob, like by doing a murder, you're like basically doing what they're asking of you. You're sent by your boss to go to uh, Vice City from a, a, a city called Liberty City, which is based off of New York, okay. um, to basically kind of oversee a drug deal. The drug deal goes wrong. Your boss blames you. And so you start trying to put the pieces together to figure out who it is that talked and what happened, what's mm-hmm. going on as far as like that. And you kind of just like start by putting the pieces together, you kind of start putting up like intentionally slash unintentionally putting things together for yourself. So you becoming a big, big deal in Vice City. Like you're you're doing like missions for people who are doing you favors, essentially gathering power for you. You start like, okay. like uh, running drugs, uh, running guns, just doing a lot of like, Mm-hmm. illegal activities that will get mm-hmm. you you know lots of power in the crime underworld of, of mm-hmm. Vice City mm-hmm. is the the writing is very very good in it you end up teaming up with a guy whose name is Lance Vance uh and and if you're asking does he say something ridiculous like do the Lance Vance dance the answer is yes oh uh, my god no <laughs> yes the answer is yes to that question no um, but also yes <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. So um, you, you you kind of start putting the pieces together and realizing that you may have been set up a bit mm-hmm. and you uh, end up having a big fight with your boss. His name is Sonny Ferrelli. You get betrayed by Lance at one point. You end up having to kill him. You end up having to kill your boss in this big like crescendo shootout situation. Mm-hmm. And the game more or less ends with uh, you kind of establishing yourself as the crime kingpin of Vice City, free temporarily or potentially permanently free from the the shackles of of your previous uh, employer. So so basically, you you um, I'm I'm really truncating the plot if that yeah. makes sense because there's yeah. a lot of characters. And, oh, and, go- sure. and going through like every single thing that happens in this game is is next to impossible because there's so much to do. And and when I say open world, it's also like a situation where you, you can kind of stick to the main plot of the game, but it really kind of interweaves you into like all of these other people. Like you end up meeting like this ex-army guy who wants you to do stuff for him to help you like like you know gain power and stuff like that you end uh-huh. up meeting with this band called love fist who are just like a bunch of like uk guys that love drugs and sex like way too much there's like a a pretty much full-on robust radio system in the game so like if you're driving around you can listen to like licensed tracks that came out in the 80s like they don't make up music for the most oh. part they actually put like licensed music in the game wow. so this was also like a big huge thing yeah um so you're like you're like okay well i want to listen to like you know like some 80s rock or i want to listen to like some some like hip-hop you can like switch channels they have like a full-on like talk radio station so they recorded dialogue for that oh, wow. yeah so like you can just like i mean eventually you're gonna run out of like of course. programming but like yeah it, it's pretty cool to like get in your car and listen to like a fictional like 
talk radio station happening, mm-hmm. like as you're driving through the streets of Vice City. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that that's that's a, I mean, it's it, it was a very interesting situation to like kind of drop yourself into as far as like going from like your side scroller Mario-esque or your Sonic where mm-hmm. you're just kind of like going from place to place to having kind of more of an option on just being like, you know what? I'm going to start up this game and not do any objectives. I just want to mm-hmm. drive. I want to find XYZ car, you know, like, uh-huh. and there, there are some licensed vehicles in the game, but they change the name of them to like not have okay. to pay licensing fees. So like there are Lamborghinis in the game, but they're called uh-huh. the Infernus, you know, like okay. one of my favorite cars that are in the game. And, and it's, it, I don't know. It's just a lot of, it was a lot of fun on the surface. Now, something that I'll touch on now as opposed to later is that there was a pretty big deal. There is a pretty big deal, or and that is, was a pretty big deal around these kinds of games because in Grand Theft Auto, like I mentioned earlier, you kind of have that freedom of consequence. So like you can get into a car and just take off. And if you hit a pedestrian, you're like, eh, well, who cares? You know, like, I mean, if you hit enough pedestrians, the cops will start to come after you. But uh-huh. I, was, I was explaining this to Steph yesterday for reasons that I'll get into a little bit. Like in, in real life, if you were to back out of your driveway and run somebody over, <laughs> the cops are going to find you and you're done. Like you're done, my dude. Like that. I hope you did not enjoy like just living out on the outside, so to speak. I'm putting air quotes around it because you're going to be inside yeah. for a while. Yeah. In Grand Theft Auto, if you run over a pedestrian and a cop start chasing you, and then you get out of your car and you start firing at the cops and you get back in your car and you find a nice place to hide and the cops stop looking for you after five minutes. You can literally get back in that same vehicle. And <laughs> you can drive past another police car and basically like not literally, but you can basically wave and they're like, how you doing citizen? Like, no, like totally gone. Like you're totally right. done. And right. in, in like Vice City and San Andreas, which is the, the, the next game in the series, you could be chased by the cops, drive into a, a, a building called a pay and spray, which changes the color of your car, and that gets rid of your wanted level. <laughs> they just go, well, that car just drove into that building, but a different color car came out. Well, anyway, Jim, you want to get some donuts? We're kind of like, we've been working pretty hard today. Like, it's let's just get the fuck out of here. Like, that was, so, so really, like, you had the freedom from consequence for the most part. Like, if there are missions in the game where you just like parachute, you could like fly a plane, be a single, like be the only person in a plane, flying a plane by yourself and go, you know what? I'm going to drop down on those motherfuckers and ruin their day. Just <laughs> jump out. Never mind what's happening to the plane. Who cares? No. It doesn't matter. It just Par- disappears once you jump out. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it actually does oh. go someplace. Okay. So like, it, so like in theory, like you could like, especially in like in uh grand theft auto 5 like you could do that and then just watch the plane just like as you're like falling you could just like watch the plane just like crash into a mountain or some shit <laughs> and you just like parachute out land in the middle of like a drug compound just fire fire uh your your shotgun at anyone who moves gather some health and then just leave and for the most part if the cops aren't directly involved in that shootout they don't give a shit you know like doesn't matter to us so because of that, 
a lot of parents and concerned citizens, I will use the air quotes there, were saying that this game was incredibly violent. There's no, there's no need to have this kind of game. It's going to, it's going to cause the youth of America to become incredibly violent and, and want to run out into the streets and shoot everyone and mm-hmm. and think that what because they did it in a game that they would not be able they, that they would be able to do it in real life mm-hmm. so i'm gonna pause and let you digest that and and feel mm-hmm. free to, to comment on that because mm-hmm. i'm sure that like while you may not have played these kinds of games you probably heard about these this on the news and stuff like that so yeah you go yeah ahead. i i know that yeah i mean the, the concept of violent video games being an being a topic of conversation about does this make kids or people playing these games more violent does it inspire violence does it yeah and particularly the way which like the way you're explaining these games of like the way you can so easily get get away with crimes like does that influence kids at all like oh there are no consequences and yeah for the you know that's it's just a big topic of conversation and I knew that Grand Theft Auto was a part of that other than like the title Grand Theft Auto and cars driving around a city like Mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about these games and so like as you're explaining this about like this guy got out of prison and like he's in the mob and like all this stuff I'm just like oh my god I wasn't expecting so much criminal activity and then I was like it's called Grand Theft Auto (laughs) (laughs) I just had never thought about it and so Mm -hmm. I was just like oh okay yeah I guess that makes sense I just didn't realize (laughs) but okay anyway continue yeah so I mean I mean to kind of just give you a, a little bit of like information on the uh I'm trying to think about like like the the release of it it was basically like universal acclaim like they were like this like this is mind-blowing like uh, the the popular game review site called metacritic gave it a 95 out of 100 it's the highest rated playstation 2 game of the year 2002 they were you know saying that hey the missions are generally an improvement there is some awkwardness and frustration but like when you are essentially creating what ends up becoming a genre defining game, mm-hmm. there's going to be some pushback and some blowback and people being like, well, we liked it better when you had X, Y, Z thing. But mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. remember that like a lot of this stuff was not, I'm not saying that they necessarily did it first, but I will say that they, they were one of the best to do it as far as like, you know, like they went out and got like, you know, like Paul McCartney and Ray Liotta and James Woods and like all these other people to like, vo- like voice the game. Yeah. And yeah. they they took frequent trips to Miami and like looked at topography maps and like looked at maps and tried to like, like do a a a for lack of better words I guess bootleg version of Miami you know like it, mm-hmm. and I don't mean that in a negative way I mean that in a positive way like it's not a one to one recreation yeah. like like another rock star game called La Noire like the the team that created La Noire like literally was like hey we need maps of what like. 1940s LA looked like mm-hmm. down to the buildings like so mm-hmm. like there are real real world landmarks that are in the game that you can go to and the game will be like hey this is this building like mm-hmm. remember like and if it's still standing obviously like that's a really cool 
bit but like there are buildings of course that don't exist anymore that they were like no we want to recreate this like down to the street names and all that kind of stuff of course there are like some fake like you know building like uh, businesses and stuff in the game but like for the most part it, it's a pretty faithful recreation of 40s LA versus like this where it's like they were just like well let's make our version of Miami but it's gonna seem pretty close very good game uh, th- they even put out a mobile version of the game a- oh, in wow. 2012 so if you wanted to play it on your phone you could mm-hmm. of course there are a lot of special interest groups like I was talking earlier that like were basically like this game is mindless violence and all of this and that and the other thing and it's just like okay but of course this game is going to become a scapegoat and the series has has kind of made a, a reputation as being a scapegoat for a lot of special interest groups like for instance in 2003 i'm not going to name this person but there was an 18 year old who shot and killed two two police officers and fleed in the patrol car and he said that he basically kept saying that life is like a video games everyone's got to die sometime and because of that a $600 million lawsuit was filed against Rockstar Games, Take-Two Interactive, which is their parent company, Sony Computer Entertainment, who is, you know, the, they made the PlayStation, mm-hmm. GameStop, and Walmart. So they were going after, like, from the the the, the developer to the, the seller of the games. They were just like, yo. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were claiming that because the kid was frequently playing games like Vice City, and his experience led to led him to commit the crimes. They were like, this is what is, is going on. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, to look more into it. The plaintiff's attorney named Jack Thompson ended up removing himself from it. And the Supreme Court, it actually went all the way up to the Supreme Court. Wow. Um, and the, the Supreme Court rejected an appeal by the defendants to dismiss the case. There was another $600 million lawsuit that was brought against them in 2006 off of this basically saying that that another 14 year old basically was playing the game obsessively before killing his family and he argued that he the defense argued that he was abused by his father and he was taking Zoloff at the time of the killings but basically like they were saying well this is Vice City's fault like this would have never happened if if you didn't have a video game where a kid can you know basically do that that kind of thing and it's like yeah but like how many kids did you hear like started taking mushrooms because they were playing Mario, you know, like, yeah, you know, so, and, and, and this isn't like a situation where like Vice City was the first violent video game. Like there are so many games that came out before Vice City that were as violent, if not more in terms of just like, like, for instance, like there's an army game called Contra where you can like literally just like, be an army person and just blow up whoever you want like doesn't matter Mm -hmm. if it's innocent or not but like Mm -hmm. anyway we'll kind of get away from vice city but like that was like the main start i guess for gta as far as like those kind of games the 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 new kind of like open world situation Mm -hmm. was concerned so now not long after that rockstar put out a game called gta san andreas now San, uh, basically San Andreas is set in 1992 and this was their most ambitious title as far as like ga- in-game content because I mentioned earlier that instead of it being based on a city like the previous GTA games were uh-huh. it, it's it's an entire state essentially okay. 
the state is called San Andreas and it's it's kind of a, a mix between California and Nevada. So you've got okay. Los Santos, which is your main city that you start out in, which is based mm-hmm. on LA. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have San Fierro, which is based on like San Francisco. And there's a huge like forest and mountain areas that kind of separate it. And then there's Las Venturas, which is based on Las Vegas. So you got a lot of casinos, uh, you know, a lot of like big monuments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'll touch on real quick the just like the plot of it. And then I'll talk about the big controversy about San Andreas that came out. Okay. So San Andreas, you are playing as a a character and this is like the first black main character in the series his name is cj he goes by carl johnson or his real name is carl johnson but he goes by cj he's been living in liberty city prior to the events of the game and when you start it he's actually flying back to los santos for the funeral of his mother who was gunned down in some gang violence okay and you basically are intercepted by this like special police unit called crash it's an okay. acronym i can't remember what it stands for okay. and they they basically uh and, and the the main antagonist of the game is one of the people in crash and his uh he's voiced by samuel L. jackson so samuel oh. L. jackson is the main villain of this game okay they threatened to frame him for the recent murder of a police officer which they committed so they're basically mm-hmm. they killed this police officer who was like basically it's a very corrupt like section of the police here and they threatened to to frame carl for it they basically accost him because he's in a taxi they pull the taxi over they they tell the taxi to get out of there so he loses his bag and all of his belongings that he flew in with because it's in the taxi and they basically drop him in the middle of a rival gang territory oh shit like good fucking luck dude so like you have to find a bike and like bike out of the rival gang territory because like they the rival gang knows who you are it's kind of on site if they see you so you have to get out of there and get back home you argue with your brother whose name is sweet and you kind of just meet your friends and family so you've Mm -hmm. got sweet is your older brother and he's like the leader of the the grove street the, basically the Grove Street families of the Grove Street uh, gang because you live on a cul-de-sac called Grove Street. Big Smoke, who is this bigger gentleman who like always loves to eat. And then uh, Ryder, who is like this skinnier dude who's always smoking weed. Of course. <laughs> and always, he's, he looks like Easy e a little bit if you, if you know who Easy e is. Okay. Because he's like, he's always got like these glasses on and he's always got like this hat on. That's like, and they're always wearing green. Like green is their gang color. Okay. And so the ballers, the ballas, B-A-L-L-A-S, but I'm probably going to say ballers because my brain, (laughs) always wear purple. And then there's the vagos who wear yellow. So basically your brother is like kind of, you know, upset because he feels like you abandoned the family and abandoned, you know, the, the gang uh, and so you're kind of trying to spend the first part of the game making it up to your brother by kind of like getting back into the gang life. So instead of a mob, you're in like street gangs at this point. You're kind of going back and forth with having to do stuff for the Grove Street families. You're having to do do stuff for Crash because like basically you're being hounded by Samuel L. Jackson's Officer Tenpenny and, mm-hmm. and, and, and gang and um, it all ends up finding out that, like the first the first act of the game, so to speak, ends with you finding out 
that there was a a prolific vehicle called the green saber it was a green like the saber is the the model of the car but it was like a green saber that was involved with the murder of your mother okay and so you get a call from your sister's boyfriend who is one of the rival gang members like like major players like leads um Mm -hmm. as as things are obviously kind of getting a bit more like amicable between Grove Street and Lavagos because obviously there is a uh, there's a Grove Street woman being friendly and intimate with a Vagos male Mm -hmm. Um, so they're kind of chilling that out. Star-crossed lovers. Yes exactly (laughs) a a little bit of a West Side Story just a little just a touch of it (laughs) touch of it but anyway so you find out that like Caesar who is Kendall's boyfriend is like yo bro you got to come see this like this there's some wild shit going down after there's going to be like this big meeting that happens in a hotel between some of the gang, like the city's gang leaders, mm-hmm. you get there to find out that your friends, Big Smoke and Ryder are talking with some ballas in secret. Mm-hmm. And then they pull aside this big garage door and they're driving the green saber. Okay. And so it's like, you're like, Oh shit. You realize that your brother has been set up. So you'd have to drive there and try and save him the i believe the hotel catches on fire because like like basically like the cops are involved as well like there's there's a tip-off that happens Mm -hmm. so you kind of have to like do kind of a last stand kind of situation where you're like shooting a bunch of ballers you're shooting the cops like swat is like coming in off of helicopter like rappelling from helicopters so you end up not you end up miraculously surviving the encounter but mm-hmm. Sweet is shot, and then he's put behind bars. Oh, so they shit. Basically, yeah, so they catch him. They put him in a prison hospital. Tenpenny kidnaps you, drives you out into the mountains of San Fierro, so a completely different state. You have no money. You have nothing. Mm-hmm. And he drives you out there and just leaves you there and is like, if we see you around our way, we'll, we'll make sure that Sweet doesn't survive his prison sentence. And so you kind of have to start building your life from scratch in this entirely new city with nothing and no one because your sister is basically in hiding with Caesar because mm-hmm. he's like he's not going to poke his head out after he saw what happened. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you uh, obviously you found out that Ryder and Big Smoke, your two cl- like close friends, have betrayed you and are working with Ballas. So like yeah, you, can't, you have nobody, you have nothing. Wow. So. You meet up with, and I know this this plot way better because I've played this game, like, I played through it at least three times as long as it is. Um, <laughs> gotcha. So I will actually go a bit more into it. You end up, like, meeting this lady named Catalina who, like, is, and I don't mean this in a derogatory way, I mean this in the literal sense, she is insane. She constantly talks about how, like, she's going to basically chop off men's dicks and oh good mm-hmm. yeah and, and she's like like she switches from like overly horny like I need to like have violence and make love in the middle of this bank robbery to I'll kill you I'll fucking kill you and I'll chop your balls off and feed them to a pig like in the snap of a finger like Great. just waffles mm-hmm. you end up actually meeting the main and anta- the main protagonist from Grand Theft Auto 3 and racing him and beating him because mm-hmm. he's Catalina's new boyfriend. And of course, of course. he says nothing. He says mm-hmm. nothing because that's, mm-hmm. you know, what the character does. You meet a dude who is very loosely based off of George Carlin and Cheech and Chong, um, mm-hmm. okay. named The Truth. 
and mm-hmm. he sends you on like he sends you on like these weird missions at one point you have to use a flamethrower to burn an entire weed farm at, a, <laughs> at another point you, you literally yeah and 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 it's funny that you say that because it like it literally is talked about it while the mission's going on he's like oh, I'm, sure. I'm feeling weird dog like what's going on <laughs> Um, at, at another point, you have to you have to break into a military base and steal a top secret project, which ends up being a fucking like rocket, like rocket pack, like mm-hmm. from like the movies. So like you literally can fly around in <laughs> over the sit over over the state of San Andreas with a fucking rocket pack. Like you're just like you're just like holding on to it, just like flying around like this and just like moving fat like forward mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. After like basically at that point you are you start working in San Fierro you end up winning a garage you're starting to like basically you you call Kendall and Caesar to kind of join you in San Fierro so they they basically flee Los Santos uh, to join you and start working out there and you start building up like a a garage that actually like fronts a pretty decent business to start bringing money in mm-hmm. you then start, you try to break up a a bust from this guy named Mike Torino, who is like basically running some like shady dealings in San Fierro. So you basically go and you kill him. You you don't see it happen, but you kill him. You find out later that Mike Torino faked his death. He's a government agent and you have to start, yep. And you have to start working for him with the carrot, the proverbial, the proverbial carrot being that Torino will basically arrange for Sweet to be released from prison early if you do all the stuff that he wants you to do. So it's like, basically like you want him to do this stuff. So Mm -hmm. you end up going undercover. That's one of the best parts of the game to infiltrate this huge uh, prostitute ring headed up by, and put your seatbelts on for this, a pimp named Jizzy B who is voiced by the late great Charlie Murphy. (laughs) Okay. You also find out a little bit more about what happened regarding the betrayal with with um, Ryder and and Big Smoke. You, I'm trying to remember here. You befriend a, a lawyer named Ken Rosenberg, who is in, in is a character from Vice City, who is mm. still alive. You end up getting to kill Ryder in a huge like car, ch- uh, not a car chase, a huge like boat chase uh, mm. off of the off of the San Fierro Bay. And you also have to continue to work for Crash. So basically they're saying like, you can't come back to, you can't come back home, but we're going to continue to run and ruin your life. Tenpenny actually tries to betray Carl to get uh, basically her, uh, basically to get another cop uh, killed. One of the, the, one of the members of Crash, his name is Hernandez, who is like kind of like worried at how deep Tenpenny's getting into like all of his illicit dealings because at this point like Tenpenny is is kind of uh kind of running his own mob essentially like but through the police force you know so he's like running drugs and, and doing all these illicit shady dealings Hernandez is is going to turn try and turn state on on Tenpenny and Tenpenny has him killed and has Carl basically bury him alive well he tried to bury him and has uh, one of uh, basically Tenpenny's second in command, whose name is Pulaski, watch him so that once Carl does it, Pulaski will shoot Carl and bury him as well. They find out that Hernandez wasn't really, like he wasn't completely dead. He's alive enough to basically attack 
Pulaski shoots him to make sure he's dead this time and then flees. Carl ends up chasing him and killing Pulaski. While you're doing that, you're also trying to help out a, a, um, a rapper named Mad Dog, who I believe is voiced by Ice-T, uh, either Ice-T or Ice Cube. No, it's okay. Ice-T. It's Ice-T for sure. Okay. Um, and the funny thing about that is that you actually meet Mad Dog earlier in the game when you're helping out your buddy Jeffrey, who's also been released from prison, like, before... I'm getting convoluted before your brother goes to prison, but like mm-hmm. while you're still like things are going okay. So you end up accidentally ruining Mad Dog's career by stealing his rhyme book for your buddy Jeffrey, mm. who then sells out and like it, you know, sells out, leaves all of his friends behind, and is like this big superstar because he's like basically stolen this person's rhyme book. And so Mad Dog tries to commit suicide. You save him, you become his manager and kind of like get him back up on his feet. Eventually Torino is, is actually uh, clear to his word. He, he arranges for Sweet to be arranged from, to release from prison. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Sweet gets upset when Carl is like, look, we got this, like, we have this garage. We met like these, we're, we're cool with this, this Asian triad that like runs this casino out in Las Venturas. Like we have all this money. We we could do this and that. And Carl, uh, Sweet is like, the fuck are you doing, man? Like, this isn't, what we do like mm-hmm. you're selling out and carl is like man what the fuck did the gangster life do for us like basically we got betrayed by our friends and like yeah I, like you got put you got you know put in prison after you got shot and i got tossed out in this you know into the wilderness for a fucking like six months or whatever mm-hmm. but sweet isn't hearing it he tries to go home while you've been away basically the like the drug trade which like that's one of the things that like the the Grove Street families don't deal in they don't deal in drugs at all like at all mm-hmm. at all they're actually very anti-drugs but the mm-hmm. drug trade has essentially taken over your home so at one point you actually have to go back and take back all these territories from the ballers who are running all these drugs in your old neighborhoods and stuff mm-hmm. you eventually find out that Big Smoke sold you out you have this huge ending fight where you have to you have to <laughs> You have to, sorry, I have to stop laughing about it. <laughs> you have to assault his crack fortress. <laughs> he has like a huge, like, like huge black long fortress where the crack is like distributed and stuff. And he's like, so you have to assault it. You're like driving a tank in to get into the building. You're shooting uh-huh. all of these gangsters and uh-huh. you get to the top fucking floor uh-huh. and Big Smoke is up there. And he's like a bigger dude. Mm-hmm. He's up there on a couch with a fucking like bulletproof vest on playing video games just based out of his mind. <laughs> and you have like this thing where basically it's like that movie of like that movie like bit of like, why'd you betray me, bro? And he's like, look, dog, I was just trying to get money for myself and power for myself. Like, he, he basically doesn't have a very good reason for betraying you other than like he wanted money. Yeah. You know, and like he mm-hmm. wasn't like he wasn't against selling his friends and family out for it. Mm-hmm. So you end up murdering him. What um, did you do? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's revenge <laughs> murder, but yeah. Um, while, while this is going on, Tenpenny has finally been caught for all of his situations. Mm-hmm. Um and you end up watching the trial on TV mm-hmm. and he gets acquitted of all charges mm-hmm. and the entire city of Los Santos starts to riot from it. Yeah. So like if you're driving around during after that part of the section happens, 
shit just starts blowing up. Like literally, like you could just be driving down the street. People are throwing Molotov cocktails everywhere. Like mm-hmm. stuff is exploding. People are firing guns. Like it's just mm-hmm. it's real bad times. Mm-hmm. And so the ending, the end mission is where you basically take the law into your own hands. And it's you and um, Caesar and Sweet and some of your friends chasing Tenpenny down mm-hmm. because he like flees, he commandeers a, a fire truck and he's like just weaving in and out of the city. The cops are chasing you, like trying to kill you because some of the cops are still on Tenpenny's side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the end of it, you end up not, like you'd think that like you get to murder Tenpenny at the end. Mm-hmm. He actually loses control of his fire truck in f- and ends up being thrown from it. Oh shit. And, and landing in front of your parents' house. <laughs> like this car this, this massive endgame car chase ends uh-huh. up with Tenpenny dying from his own injuries <laughs> in front of your parents' house. <laughs> There's something like weirdly poetic about exactly, it. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Now, one thing to kind of point out is that the games in general are very juvenile. Mm-hmm. Um, so like there's a lot of like sex-based humor and stuff like that in all of the games, not just this one. And I mm-hmm. can't remember what the billboard says that Tenpenny crashes through that causes him to basically land in front of your parents' house. Mm-hmm. But when he crashes through it, I think it says, I think it ends up crashing so that it looks like the billboard says, enjoy the taste of cum or something yeah. like that. <laughs> of course it does. Yeah, some, <laughs> something like that. And you end up basically, the cam, the end shot is the camera from Tenpenny's perspective looking up at Carl. Because okay. one of the first things that Carl uh, Tenpenny says to Carl is like, see you around like a donut. Uh, and so the end shot is Carl looking down at Tenpenny and just going, see you around, officer, and walking away. <laughs> it's so cool. It's such a cool fucking ending to a game. So that is that is like basically the huge plot of, of San Andreas, which I think is my favorite GTA game in the series. Okay. Now, to before I let you like kind of weigh in, real mm-hmm. quick, I'll cover one of the the major con the, the controversies. Of, of the game. Number one, racial stereotyping, because there's mm-hmm. a lot of code switching and stuff that happens in the game because okay. like you're, uh, you know, and there mm-hmm. are some, there are some stereotypes. A lot of them are played for irony and not necessarily played to be like offensive, but like, you know, it is what it is. And then the mm-hmm. other one mm-hmm. is there was a modder from the Netherlands whose name Patrick Wildenborg, you may have heard about this. It was called the hot coffee mod. No, okay. So know. So what it is, is essentially is the modder in question released this mod that you could play on PC where, because you can go on dates with certain like non-player characters in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you could essentially mod the game so that the character would ask you to come in for some coffee, mm-hmm. but really it was sex. Like, so he modded it so that you could see some footage that was cut from the game, but still on the, but still in the program. Ooh, okay. Of like some very rudimentary sex acts like happening. Like gotcha. when I say rudimentary, I mean like, pol- pol- like polygonal or polygonal, like just bodies, just like doing <laughs> this, like you would do as a kid with your Barbies, just like pushing them together and pulling them apart. And just like, 
uh, groans and grunts. Like, it's like, it's so bad. Like, it's like, oh my God. So basically for a time, the ESRB, which is the rating system in America, were like, well, Mm -hmm. now we got to change this for, for M to mature to AO for adults only. And games that are marked as AO, you're kind of fucked because it means yeah. you can't sell them in GameStop. You can't sell them in Walmart. You, you mm-hmm. can't sell them in like brick and mortar stores. Like you gotcha. have to like, mm-hmm. and, and like you're trying to essentially make it work from a like online only marketplace at the, in a time right. in which that was super hard, if not impossible to do. Right. So mm-hmm. like any games that were AO, it's like, you're totally fucked. You can't really sell those mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. So Rockstar released a patch for the game called Cold Coffee because they have a little bit of sense of humor where mm-hmm. it removed that those scenes completely. So, oh, okay. so like, there was no way that even with the mod, you could, you could keep those, have that stuff in there, which gotcha. allowed the game to re regain its M rating. So there's that. Um, they were of course sued over that, but uh, I, I don't really have, have, I think the class, the cash action, the class action lawsuit ended up paying out like $35 for everyone that who's, who signed a sworn statement on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did end up having to pay some some out there though. Now uh, the thing to note is that the uh, San Andreas game the the uh, the um, map uh, at least a part of the map for it reappears in Grand Theft Auto Five because that's where that game takes place. Okay. Whereas for Grand Theft Auto Four, that takes place in Liberty City, which is the la- the last time you saw that was actually in GTA Three. Okay. So they're basically going back to these cities they're not creating new cities for this they're just going back to them at a later time so gta 4 which i promise i will i will not talk nearly as much about (laughs) um or at least try not to talk nearly as much about i want to say is like the mid 2000s or so because internet Mm. cafes are a thing okay and this is like the hot of like the the height of like cat williams popularity which i'll get Mm. into reasons why i bring him up specifically Mm. um but in GTA 4, you play as a man from the Balkan states named Nico Bellic. You, uh, you are, are coming to America for a fresh start. You've gotten all of these crazy letters from your cousin Roman, which has become a, uh, a meme because one of the first things that Roman says when he pulls up is, Nico, my cousin! And it's like, that was like a, <laughs> like a meme because he always asks you to go bowling and he's like, my cousin is here! Anyway, point being, is he was telling you, your cousin Roman was telling you about all, like how he was this big American success story. He had mansions. He had the girls with the big titties, as he says <laughs> in the game. Big American titties is one of the things he says in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had like this empire, like he was big shot Roman. So he's writing home to his, like his, his family basically being like, I'm mm-hmm. living the American dream. Of course he's not. He lives in like this awful like apartment where the roaches don't pay rent and he has way too many of them to really try and get them to pay rent. He runs a cab business that's sort of failing, like it's just barely above water. Also, he owes a bunch of money to loan sharks. Mm-hmm. So Nico, who is a uh, he, who uh, fought in a war, kind of starts helping Roman out here and there. He gets him tight spots. He ends up dating. Uh, he ends up dating a woman who ends up being a government agent. He doesn't know it. She's yeah. like, she's assigned to like keep an eye on him. Mm-hmm. He gets into a situation where he uh, kills this guy who's been harassing Roman about money and thus ends up getting him in trouble with like some real big shot players in, mm-hmm. in Liberty City, both of them. Roman gets uh, shot at one point 
in the basement of this like coked out mobsters mansion. And then you have to basically start working for said coked up mobster to make sure that Roman gets the care that he needs. Cause they're kind of like, we didn't like want to do this, but he kept screaming. So we had to shoot him. Mm-hmm. And now like, obviously he can't go to any regular hospital. What are they going to like explain happen? So mm-hmm. they're like, well, we'll continue to make sure that he recovers as long as you do this stuff for us. Uh, you come to find out that Nico has actually come to America, not just for a fresh start, but because he was kind of running from a, someone who believed that he, that, that Nico set him up and set okay. his, uh, him up to lose a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. You find out that the coked up mobster second in command actually knows the guy that you're running from. He betrays you, makes this big thing. So kind of the same situation like in uh, San Andreas where you end up having to flee the the apartment that you have been living in with with Roman and the cab depot end up getting destroyed in a fire uh, as they try and flush you out. So it's kind of the same, it's kind of the same situation, but it's not played the same. So it's not like a a one-to-one rehash Mm -hmm. of you having to like flee and build yourself up so that you can go back over things. You end up robbing banks, doing all sorts of stuff, getting in with certain people. There's a bit, there's some parodies here and there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, towards the end, you, you've obviously sworn revenge against uh, Dimitri, who is the guy who ended up setting you up and Bulgarin, who has come to America to kill you because he thinks that you set you basically set him up when you didn't that actually didn't happen like mm-hmm. what he believes in what actually happened are two different things now the game is famous for having two separate endings neither of which is great <laughs> oh good so you end up kind of having a decent life with roman and his girlfriend he proposes she says yes despite the fact that roman's kind of just like a He's not a piece of shit necessarily, but like he's not like well off. He's not well to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's clear that there's actual love there. So there's a wedding that's about to happen. Dimitri actually like calls in and is like, yo, there's one thing that you can do to like, let's end this once and for all. Mm-hmm. You end up doing it for him. And depending on how you do it, two different outcomes happen. Okay. But either way, regardless of what you do, you end up getting betrayed again by Dimitri. Gotcha. Um, so if you go one way, Roman lives, but the girl that you were falling in love with ends up getting shot outside of his wedding. Basically, after they are leaving the church from Roman's wedding, a drive-by happens and your primary romantic interest, who is not the government agent, it's a different woman at this point, ends up getting shot and, and she ends up dying. I hate when that happens. Yeah. So you end up uh, obviously in a rage and in in deep sorrow over this because you're like, you know, you end up getting Bulgarin and Dimitri killed. You end up killing them. Mm -hmm. Or you end up uh, betraying someone else, inadvertently getting someone else thinking that you betrayed them. They show up to the wedding after the situation happens. A drive-by happens and Roman is shot. Okay. And Roman is killed. Uh-huh. So your love interest is alive. Uh-huh. Roman ends up getting shot and killed after his, like basically coming out of his wedding. And Yikes. so then you end up killing Dimitri and that person as well. And I think Bulgarin dies in some other way. You find out after the fact that Roman's fiance, now widow, is pregnant and they vow to basically, I think, either name 
the kid after another family member if Roman dies or mm-hmm. name the child after Kate if it's a girl if Kate passes away. Mm-hmm. But obviously it's like you don't really win either way because you end up getting this emotional connection with either Kate, your right. interest, or your cousin, Roman. Right. So, but it's it's a huge game. It, Cat Williams actually makes an appearance in the game in a comedy club. So like there's actual bits where you can go to internet cafes and like there's like a couple of like in-game websites you can go to. Um, you can go to a comedy club and like, I think there's Cat Williams and like maybe like two or three other comedians. So they actually like recorded like, like like actual comedy bits oh okay to perform like so you could like go at mm-hmm. a certain time in the game and actually see cat williams perform live i'm using all the air quotes in the game so that's like one of the really cool things um yeah. and that game is also one of the first times that they did like standalone dlcs or downloaded content mm-hmm. for a grand theft auto game mm-hmm. two two of which came out the first one's called The Lost and the Dam. You don't play as Nico. Instead, you play as a character named Johnny, who is in this motorcycle game called The Lost and Damned. And you are basically like fighting against other uh, other gangs in the city. I didn't really mm-hmm. play through it because I think that like it was around a time where I was like, well, I can't really download it. And I don't really want to pay for DLC. So I went. Um, yeah. Then the other one is called The Ballad of Gay Tony, where you play as this character named Luis, who you have this very like tumultuous relationship with uh and i'm using air quotes gay tony who is a nightclub owner who owes a bunch of money to like all these loan charts and stuff so it's kind of a similar situation uh to to roman a bit Mm -hmm. the fun thing about that is is that like when you are playing the main game you end up running into the main characters from the dlc without really knowing it Mm -hmm. so like when you go back and you play the dlcs they would show like parts of the main game but from your new main character's perspective mm-hmm. so you would be like driving and all of a sudden you'd be like that's fucking nico like that's mm-hmm. the character from the main game <laughs> you know uh-huh. like uh-huh. or you'd be like in a bank robbery and then all of a sudden like the bank robbery that you're doing in the main game they show the perspective of what's happening in the ballad of gay tony where you're Luis, you're going to a bank and that just happens to be the bank that nico and his friends are robbing that day uh-huh. like so it's like an interesting perspective from there so all right. I've talked a whole lot about GTA 4. <laughs> Thoughts, concerns, questions? No, I, yeah, I guess just, I don't know, let's just keep going. All right. Sounds good to me. So um, I don't know if it was just like really a situation where I was just like, well, I like the previous GTA, so I'll keep playing it or like what it was. But like, the, the, there, I mean, obviously the main controversies are the same as the, the, the last one. People blamed it for being overly violent. People blamed it for being racist, which I can kind of get because like they didn't have a man from like that, that at least as far as I know, that speaks like a Slavic language actually voice nico or roman and Uh so like i know a couple of people who are from serbia that was like i had to like kind of second guess when i was hearing them talk like speak serbian because it was like that's not how we would say that at all you know Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and there are some like racial stereotypes and like you know crude humor there's a lot of like in like like lewd innuendo and jokes that are played for mostly laughs in the game Mm -hmm. um the, the YouTuber that I mentioned earlier, David Oz, kind of like points out that like, you know, they, they, they go after all types of people, whether you're like in the center or you're left or you're right or like what have you. Uh, they kind of go after uh, people, but not nearly as much as they do in GTA 5. 
Okay. And this is the most recent game that's come out. It came mm-hmm. out in 2013. It is still being given content updates to this day as of, as of this recording in 2021. Wow. So like it's it, that's I think part of why people don't aren't railing super hard against Rockstar because they're getting like even like just a couple of weeks ago new content came out for the game. Wow. And and I'll talk less about the plot of GTA 5 and more about like the, the, the other part of GTA 5, if you will. Uh-huh. Basically, what you need to know is that GTA 5 has not one, not two, but three main characters that you play as. Oh, okay. At any given time. So you've got uh, Franklin, who is, he, he, he's kind of like an offshoot of what the descendants of the Grove Street families are, because they wear a lot of green. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember what their gang name is, but it's like the mm-hmm. families or something like that. And then you've got Trevor, who is just like an out and out psychopath, like oh good, just like incredible, like. And when I say psychopath, I mean like he rips the eye out of a teddy bear and fucks the socket. Psychopath. Yikes. Okay. Cool. They don't. Cool, cool, they, cool. Don't, they, don't sh- they don't show it, but like anyway. And okay. you've got you've got Michael, who is like the biggest hypocrite on the planet. So oh, no. What you start out with is you find out that Michael, Trevor, and other guy, I can't remember the name of, are robbing a bank up in a, a Canadian town called uh, Ludendorff in North, North Yankton. The robbery goes bad. The police show up. Everyone gets shot except for Trevor. And Trevor escapes the police, this huge ambush. Uh-huh. You, it then cuts to Michael's outdoor funeral in the middle of the snow and then you see behind a tree michael is watching his funeral happen he has survived the the police attack you end up finding out later that he actually set the group up in turn for basically going state and like basically just being safe mm-hmm. okay so the idea is, is the guy the guy that they were they were running with their their buddy I'm just going to call Kyle because I can't remember his name is the one that's actually in Michael's grave. But Trevor has survived thinking that both Michael and Kyle are dead. Michael survived thinking Kyle and Trevor are dead. So through series of incidents, Franklin ends up working for a shady uh, car salesman who sends him to repossess the car that Michael's son, Jimmy, who's voiced by T- Danny Tamborelli, shout out to the, all that episode. Um, yeah, uh, it, it, it features Danny Tamborelli saying the N-word at least twice, which is yes. kind of funny. <laughs> like, it's kind of funny because it's like, okay, well, that's obviously him, like, him saying the, the lines that are given to him, but like, it's weird hearing like this guy who like was on the adventures of Pete and Pete and also on that saying the N-word. <laughs> First, he's tricked. The first time he's tricked into saying it. The second time he's like, he actually says it. So the bit is Jimmy shows up at the shady businessman's like car place and the, the, the shady businessman whose name is Simeon, his whole angle is he calls everyone a racist to try and like get them to be like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. I'll buy this car from you. I'm not a racist. Like I'll buy it. So and then he charges them exorbitant interest rates. And when they can't pay or they don't pay enough. And he has Franklin and his buddy Lamar go and repo the cars. 
I actually had Steph watch uh, the first part of the episode, uh, first part of the game with me last mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. So Franklin ends up having to break into Michael's house to steal the car. Michael is actually sleeping in the backseat of the car. And when he like, he like wakes up and then puts a gun to Franklin's head and is like, don't move, dude, because I will kill you. So Michael makes Franklin drive the car into the dealership. Mm-hmm. And of course, Simeon, because he's a huge piece of shit, fires mm-hmm. Franklin for it, even though Franklin explains that like he was being threatened with death. Mm-hmm. And Simeon literally says, no loyalty, you should have taken the bullet, like at one point. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, from there, you start playing as Michael. You find out that your wife, who like they all are in witness protection, so they all have new names, uh-huh. your wife, your daughter, and your son uh-huh. um, are more or less, they more or less hate Michael. And he's just content to sit by poolside and just like lament about how he can't do anything really because he's in witness protection. You find out that Michael's wife is cheating with, with their tennis coach. So you drive, you, you basically chase him down with Franklin in tow because Franklin and Michael have become like sort of friends because uh, Franklin is like, you know, I was just trying to do my job. Like he told me you were going to tell me how the world really works. He, Franklin is just trying to get out of the hood essentially mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with what he can do. Mm-hmm. You make a huge mistake. You chase the tennis to- coach to the house of this other mobster. You pull down his entire house because it's on a hill. It's like oh, a shit. little sheet. Yeah, so he hooks up like a tow truck, like winch to it and pulls the support down so the entire house collapses. Oh, you, have run- you have to run from Martin Madrazo's men. Martin Madrazo finds out where you live and then he makes you pay for the rebuild. So, so Mar- Michael is like, well, I only know one way to make money. So I'm going to call some old contacts and get back in the game because it's like, I don't want to die. And I owe this this guy like, you know, $3 million or something like that to fix mm-hmm. this house. Mm-hmm. So the you you basically meet up with your old, one of your old contacts who is this guy named Lester, who like is very, very good at like having like all these gadgets. And he's like, you know, he'll, he'll fence the money and all that kind of stuff. He helps you rob this jewelry store. But like at one point, uh, Michael slips up and says this line to a cop that doesn't end up getting murdered. And so when the, the cop is like relaying the story to the news, it, he says this, uh, Michael says the line, you, you forget a thousand things every day, pal. How about you make sure this is one of them, which is something that he said in the prologue in front of Trevor. Mm-hmm. So Trevor is literally balls deep in another woman while the news is on. And they cut to him and he hears the, the police officer say the line mm-hmm. and it's like he basically like has like an existential crisis because he's like there's only one person on the planet that would say that corny ass shit. <laughs> Michael is not dead. Uh-huh. So what ends up happening is Trevor is like freaking out like he like he's very like stoic on the outside but he's freaking out on the inside. Mm-hmm. And Johnny from the Lost and Damned DLC of GTA 4 ends up trying to accost Trevor because the woman that Trevor was balls deep in is his girlfriend. Um, And Trevor ends up murdering Johnny, like pretty brutally, like throws him to the ground, smashes a a bottle on his head and just stomps him to death. Like literally. So then Trevor makes it a point to find out where Michael is because he's like, well, he's got to be alive. Uh Um, and he use, Trevor uses his contacts to find out where he is. And they find out they're living like within a couple of hours of each other. So 
Trevor brings his buddy Wade and keeps his uh, his second in command Ron basically back doing all of his like drug dealings and stuff after Trevor like absolutely goes insane and just starts killing a bunch of like his rival like associates and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, so he, then he goes to Los Santos, finds where Michael lives, and in the midst of this huge fight that's happening between Dave, who is the guy that Michael sold out to that mm-hmm. works for like the FIB or the FBI. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. So like Dave is like everyone who knows you can tell the hallmarks of that the heist on this jewelry store we are fucked like because mm-hmm. you're supposed to be in witness protection plan uh and and of course michael is like don't worry about it trevor's dead no one know like anyone who's around doesn't know and, uh-huh. who, and anyone that is around was involved with it so like it doesn't matter right in the middle of this whole conversation while michael's wife is there of course and she's like lamenting that they're gonna have to get new names and move again trevor literally bursts in <laughs> And they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so this super uneasy. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there's this super uneasy situation where Michael is like trying to like lie to Trevor about what happened and say like he didn't reach out because he thought he was dead and he's been a witness protection program. He's not really been allowed to reach out in his words. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a very uneasy situation where Michael and Trevor start working together, but Trevor doesn't obviously trust Michael. And they get Franklin involved. The FIB have them doing jobs the I, against the IAA or the CIA because uh, there's like apparently like a, a governmental war between the two of them. Okay. You end up uh, having to do jobs for this like multi-billion dollar just ultra douchebag named Devin Weston who Sounds like a ends up having you do one of the most controversial things in all of GTA. Oh. Because they actually put a legitimate torture scene in the game shit so like you as trevor have to torture this guy by like using pliers to like pull out his teeth or waterboard him or like use like the car battery situation it's very visceral and unfortunately it ends up kind of being played at the end as a joke because but it's like it's kind of like what a lot of people assume like the american government is in the same sense of like the torture is done and I'm not justifying it at all because I am very anti-torture, but like uh, the torture is done so that Trevor can get information from the tortured party for Michael to kill a supposed bad guy on behalf of the government. Okay. So it's like, so it's basically like a, whatever you say, Mr. FIB man, I'll kill this person for the good of America. Like, Uh you know, like, so like that kind of thing, that kind of thing. Things just get wildly out of hand. Devin Weston, who is the multi-billion dollar douchebag, ends up confronting Franklin with this choice of basically saying, like, you need to either kill Michael or you need to kill Trevor. One of them's got to go. You don't have a choice in this. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the game's three endings come from. Oh, shit. So, so many endings. Yes. And so, like, the funny bit about this is that, like, literally after that is chosen you have the last mission of the game and you're looking at your phone and it's like, which one do you choose? Option A, option B, or option C? Like on your phone are these three options. You're like, which one am I going to pick? And depending on which one you pick, that's the phone call that you make. So like option A, I think is kill Michael, which if you choose that option, then you call Trevor and it's like, Trevor, I'm going to help you kill Michael. Option B is you call Michael to be like, I'm going to help you kill Trevor. Option C, you call your buddy Lamar. 
okay. from the beginning of the game after you've like rescued him and like helped him out because like he basically through through kind of what you're doing with with Lester during the game you end up moving out of the hood and moving into this very very gorgeous house but like to try and like you know get out because they need to launder money so they're like well we got our own own property etc cetera, etc cetera. anyway point being is option c is the canonical ending to the game so like you can do the other endings but it's not like the canonical ending option okay. c is called death wish because essentially what you're doing is you are going to have lamar help you rescue both michael and trevor and mm-hmm. then you're going to go up against devin weston and his private ar- private army called merriweather and the iaa and the fib guys so it's right. so it's you, Michael, Tre- uh, you is Franklin. Uh, so Franklin, Michael, Trevor, and Lamar against all these motherfuckers. <laughs> so you end up holding up at this old factory. You end up escaping. You find out where Devin Weston is hiding. Michael ends up ambushing the place, grabbing and kidnapping Devin Weston, putting him in the trunk of one of his fancy cars. And then you get to the end where he's basically Devin Weston is pleading for his life because like he thought he was untouchable and Mm -hmm. here he is at the mercy of these three dudes in a car off the coast of like Los Santos on a very very high cliff and he's like handcuffed and everything and they kind of just monologue at him a bit and then he's like I'll give you all money etc 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 and like you know actually I think we're good they slam the trunk and they push it off the cliff and it (laughs) and that's the end of the game fuck yeah it's wild as hell. Yeah. Um, now the thing that's that's a obviously the controversy, main controversy was the torture scene, which I believe in the most recent premium edition that they put out, that is removed from the game. Okay. Um. So you don't. I think you just. I think you just like that. I, I haven't played the story mode since 2013, so I don't know um, uh-huh. exactly how they work around that. But maybe they just like mention it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Point being is a lot of the controversy is that like a lot of the the jokes are like political stances that aren't being really taken. There's a lot of like bleeding heart liberal, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's too sarcastic nowadays. Everyone's on their phone nowadays. Like there's a um, in-game Facebook called Life Invader. And, okay. Yeah. And I can't remember the name of the phone, but the whole idea about it is, it's like one of like the, the slogans for it is that they need to dock I'm doing a hand signal with my hand. So if you get the okay sign with your left hand and just your index finger going into the center of the okay sign. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, by the way, there's like th- an- another joke that's in the game is there's a company that's in the game that sells you your boats and stuff and it's called Dock Tees. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway. So there's a bit in there where Michael has to invade the life invader offices. So he pretends to be like some like out of touch, like baby boomer that's trying to work at a tech company. Uh He he breaks in. And like, when you get in, it's funny because there's like beanbag chairs and arcade like cabinets. And like, Uh there's an air guitar station, like in in these corporate offices. And like, there's slides Uh to like go down and stuff. And like, people are like there's an interview that's going on when you get in there and like the guy's like oh is there like an actual chair because like I have a kind of I kind of have like a bad back and the woman's like well I think I really think that you should choose the beanbag chair if you want to work at a place like this you have to be kind of flexible <laughs> like basically being like no idiot you have to like accommodate to us so he sits in the beanbag chair and you can just like basically hear his spine just like being like no like <laughs> 
not literally, but like you can tell the dude's like in some serious pain because he's like, I'm I just like thinking about it. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So you break in and you have to like help this this IT guy, but who is like look basically been looking at like weird porn on his work computer. So you have to remove all these pop-ups and then you break in, you sabotage the phone so that when they're at the press conference, you can call it and it fucking explodes and kills the, the Oh shit. Yeah. It kill it kills not Mark Zuckerberg, basically. Like I don't remember the guy's <laughs> not name. Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> it's like it's like Jay, I think it's Jay Norris is his name, but it's like it's clear this is like yeah, supposed yeah, yeah. to be Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. So, so like you're like you are you as Michael are watching this happen mm-hmm. at home, and mm-hmm. uh, as he's doing the press conference, you call the phone, and Jay is like, "Oh, it looks like someone's trying to dock with me right now." Hello, and then it explodes, and he like dies. So, but but a lot of it is just like, oh, dumb millennials, oh, dumb Republicans. We're yeah. kind of in the center because we're making fun of everybody, and it's like mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's like you get exasperated because it's like. We have a lot of opinions. Get it? We have a lot of opinions, but we're going to play. We're, we're saying everything by saying nothing. And by yep. saying nothing, we're saying everything. Yep. So it's kind of that thing. But anyway, the big reason why Grand Theft Auto V is still being, uh, being uh, essentially updated and, and is still kind of like an active game that they're charging a decent amount of money for today is not for the central story, but for... Grand Theft Auto Online, okay. which is now you get to play with and against people around the world in the city. Oh, okay. So you get to create a character. Creating a character is one of the worst create character creators I've ever seen, excuse me, that I've... Uh, essentially, what you do is you pick from uh, like seven characters as, as far as like who your mom is and uh-huh. seven characters is who your dad is. And then you can kind of blend the resemblance from there. Okay. That's You've got weird. like a resemblance slider. And then you have a, um, you have like a skin tone slider. So it's like, do you take your dad's skin tone or your mom's skin tone or a blend of the two? Do you look more like your mom or like your dad? Uh-huh. Other thing is, is like, it is impossible to create a character as a male who is like, rail thin or fat it is impossible as a female to create a character who weighs any more or less than about 105 six pounds like very very skinny people mm-hmm. it's also very very difficult without like knowing what you're doing and doing guides to create mm-hmm. a character who doesn't look like they've just gone on like a seven day crack binge like <laughs> there's a lot of like bruising scarring like wrinkles on your character uh, if you're not careful so it's very very difficult to do that anyway mm-hmm. um the point is is that they they have implemented and things called heists in the game which is from the main story there's several heists that you can do in the game that are mm-hmm. now heists that you can play alongside mm-hmm. other people okay so you can do set up things like you steal a car or you steal a van or you steal like a certain weapon that you need or you steal mm-hmm. like a submarine or what have you. Mm-hmm. And then you do other, like you do other bits to basically do a favor for somebody and then you get a huge chunk of money. And depending on who does what, the leader of the heist, which is a player character, can decide who gets what amount of money. Mm-hmm. So you can divvy up the cut, you can divvy up cuts and stuff. So one of the most recent heists that they put in is called the Cayo Perico heist where essentially you have to go to like a far off like island called Cayo Perico. I'm assuming it's like 
not Puerto Rico or, or not Cuba or something like that. Yeah. But it's a, it's like, it's, it's like that, but it's like more of a private island. Okay. Where like a thing is happening and it's this guy who is like, like one of those untouchable mob bosses and you have to like break into his compound, which has like security all over the place. And of you're course. just trying to steal like gold bars and paintings and stuff like that mm-hmm. and escape. So you're doing stuff like that. You can do races. You can do like team deathmatch where like you guys are just like in a section of the city and you're just trying to kill other players. You can do like free for alls where you're just like, I, it's, it's me against everybody kind of situations. You can stop a serial killer. You can go on treasure hunts, like, or you can just go around in a giant like helicopter and just gun down other players and NPCs. Cool. Also, <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember what the Batmobile from Michael Keaton's Batman looks like? That yes. big, huge, finned monstrosity. Yes. You can, you can buy that in the game. Yes. Now we're talking. <laughs> you are familiar with Back to the Future, right? Yes. Specifically Back to the Future 2 when, when Doc Brown gets the DeLorean to go to become a flying machine, literally. I've not seen that one. Okay. But, but yeah. you can have a flying DeLorean in the game. Okay, that's rad. A flying DeLorean that shoots homing missiles, if you <laughs> so wish. No. You're familiar with those like James Bond-esque cars where like mm-hmm. he like drives off a pier into the like into the water and then it converts into like a submarine kind of. Yeah. You can have one of those in the game. Nice. You can have a super yacht. You can have a VTOL, which is a, a vertical takeoff and landing vehicle. So like mm. essentially like a giant like plane that like you can just like have it convert into like almost like a helicopter and then mm. convert it back into a plane. You can do drug running. You can have your own like legitimate business. You can own a nightclub. Like there's so much stuff that you can do in the game mm-hmm. that gets you money or reputation points, which is how you like become a bigger, bigger player. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, trying to have everybody in the exact same city at the exact same time would just be absolute murder on a server, much less would it be chaos from like, you know, millions of players at any given point trying to do this at one time. Right. So there are essentially are just infinite copies of the of the city mm. that you can either like join with your friends or you can just be thrown into a random lobby lobby of it that has like a limit of like 20 or so like potential player characters so it cuts down on the chaos a little bit there are also microtransactions in the game so like if you want to hey if, if you want like a a fancy fib facility that they had to basically abandon because they needed the cash liquidation and you want to spend real world money to buy one of those in the game because you're like you don't want to you know play the game for too long to get that amount of money you can buy it using real world cash and i think oh. that that's part of like what has helped it become as big as it is is that like between mm-hmm. because it's essentially if you own grand theft auto 5 you own gta online like you don't have to pay an additional service to play it once you've owned the game okay so it's a matter of like wanting like do you want it on pc do you want it on playstation 4 do you want it on xbox do you want it on playstation 3 or 2 like it's not 2 but like you get what i'm saying yeah is that like it's it's a huge huge thing mm-hmm. so with the with that all being said i'm gonna stop there in case you have any thoughts or questions before I kind of wrap that up. Mm-hmm. So for the listener, Sherrick sent me a couple of links of YouTube videos mm-hmm. to watch if I wanted to, to give some information or to see a little bit of what the game looks like and stuff. And I, I ran out of time to watch them. 
but now I'm glad that I didn't watch them because, okay. and here's why. <laughs> so at least the five, at least mm-hmm. five, because the name Franklin always makes me think of the turtle. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> so as you're telling this story of GTA five, I'm just imagining Franklin the turtle. <laughs> like. <laughs> There has to be, there has to be a mod, has to be a mod where it's fucking just Franklin the Turtle running around the streets of GTA. I would play the shit out of it. That would be so funny. Um, so um, it's, I'm glad that you brought him back up though, because without talking too much more about it, David Oz was talking about like the because he's the one that coined the freedom from like the, like the freedom from consequence idea that I kind of mentioned way back at the beginning here, mm-hmm. because like he was, he was mentioning that when he came up, when this game came out, he was in college. And so he had like a philosophy professor maybe, or uh, some sort of professor that he was like having like conversations with about real life stuff, like life and death and abortion and like gun control and like all these crazy things. And at one point he was having a conversation with his professor and the professor said hey do you play you play grand theft auto he's like yeah i love that game he's like oh cool me too uh, one of my favorite things to do is is run down the pedestal uh, run down the, the people on bikes because it really makes me laugh and he was like he was like that that comment from a person like a moral authority in his life uh-huh. really painted how gta is mm-hmm. for your average person because mm-hmm. it's like clearly this professor is not in like a lifetime movie where he's actually like a, a big serial killer that nobody's caught. You know, right. I'm not saying that that's like hundred percent all the way, but like, that's for the most part, you know, yeah. like this, this moral authority mm-hmm. can, can separate that. Like it's fun to do stuff and push the envelope and figure out what you can do when there's, when there are very few, if any consequences, because like if you die in GTA, mm-hmm. it, you literally just spawn at a hospital and like they take maybe like a couple like, like they maybe maybe take like a like a, a maybe a couple hundred to a thousand bucks depending on which game it is otherwise you're totally fine so i mean like if you fly up in a helicopter to the highest building in the game and go i don't need a parachute wee, and you just jump off <laughs> and you slam into the ground at like 78 miles an hour uh-huh after a, a short cut scene where it says wasted and it goes gray, mm-hmm. you spawn at a hospital, totally fine. Of course. Right. So like one of the things that he says is that it's not, it's not, it's not like the desire for violence. It's the desire for curiosity uh-huh. that comes out. It's like, what happens if I, mm-hmm. I take this tank mm-hmm. down essentially what is like Hollywood mm-hmm. Boulevard? Mm-hmm. And just start firing away. Mm-hmm. What happens if I find this stone tomahawk in the middle of the desert and I just go to like the nearest marina and just start scalping people? Like what happens? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's not like, it's not like you think that in real life, but like when you are given the opportunity mm-hmm. to essentially experiment with your curiosity, mm-hmm. you can do that, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're like this awful like disgusting horrible person that a Mm -hmm. lot of these people Mm -hmm. especially the people that were like 
spearheading these lawsuits against Rockstar and Take-Two and Sony and stuff thought was happening Mm -hmm. in real life. It's like, you know, like there are unspeakable things that I have done in Grand Theft Auto Online as far Mm -hmm. as like, Mm -hmm. like I have, I have gone up to a a bunch of people just having a fun time at a pool party, throwing a proximity mine into the pool and just stood by and watched as everyone panicked and it exploded. I have like, held a convenience store guy at gunpoint, shot him, flown away in my DeLorean (laughs) out over the ocean where the cops wouldn't find me. And then once the cops stopped looking for me, went back to that same convenience store and shot the guy's replacement. Like I Mm -hmm. just is a small sample size. Mm -hmm. I would be the absolute last person that you would probably find uh, as far as like, as, as anyone that you know, I'm talking directly to Amelia. I'm like the last mm-hmm. person that you would think would go on such a violent spree. Oh, you know, yeah. like, like I do, I, I can, I can at least a little bit understand how violent video games could influence people, especially if you are playing them really, really young when you're still like very being formed. But at the same yeah. time, like to me, it's like a lot of things that like, the thing in itself is not bad or good. It's neutral. Mm-hmm. It's what you use it for or what you do with it or how you take that information in. And so to me, like, yeah, if somebody is like doing all these violent things in GTA and then just goes off and decides to do the same thing in the real world, there's probably something else going on, I feel yes. like. I, I, I would I would be very, very remiss to like try and blame the the game itself for that mm-hmm. because right. that tells me that, that there's there's other shit going on that really needed mm-hmm. to be addressed this was just an avenue right there there's something in the in that person that has trouble deciphering right and wrong or like something else and so like yeah yeah it's not the game's fault that's why i say like most things are not are not ethically one way or the other it's Mm -hmm. how you use them so um, yeah but yeah this like as you're explaining this um, about curiosity like I totally get it because like how many I mean this is a common thing because there are memes about it but like how many of us have played the sims and put a person in the pool and then taken the pool letter out and then watched them just swim until they die yes like I don't want to do that to a real person at all that sounds terrible and I've only done it like once in the sims but it's like a curiosity thing when you found out like it was something that you could do in that game it was like Mm -hmm. that's weird like I want to know what happens when somebody dies in the game Mm -hmm. or like Um, uh or like how like how how many people in the sims going with that example just set a fire just to see like how long yeah would happen like right exactly yep or like what would happen if you like don't tend to your baby in the game or like what would happen if the clown shows up um <laughs> fucking clown fucking clown <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about just google it um, <laughs> <laughs> oh no we may have the sims the sims clown let's see what happens on that oh Good that luck. might be bad okay so yeah a clown shows up if you've been too sad for too long which I've, i i can honestly say never knew that was a thing oh so thank you for for uh, educating yeah, me on that. Never that's a thing. That. Yep. I I don't know if it's in every version of The Sims, but yeah, yep, yeah. It just I, there's a lot of things that I feel like 
that I've done in the Sims because it's like, well, what happens if you do that or whatever? Mm -hmm. It's not because I have this like, you know, psychopathic need to kill and I use use the sims to do it instead right it just it just is curiosity so i totally get it it's an it's it's an it's a long form experiment really Mm -hmm. and i think that's i mean as somebody who doesn't game very much like it seems to me like that's it's escapism in in the same way that like other forms of media media are or can be Mm -hmm. and that like you know this is not my real life this is something totally different uh, that i can experience in a quote unquote safer way or not real way. So right. I, I will say this last little bit before we kind of wrap up because I've been talking for so long about GTA is that <laughs> it, it it really is is an example of uh, a situation where the it, it, you you have something that players didn't really know that they wanted. Mm-hmm. And then when they got it, they were kind of upset that their demand outweighed the supply, if that makes sense. So what I mean by that is when when GTA Online first launched, mm-hmm. the servers were not ready for the amount of people gotcha. that wanted yeah. to start it. So there were massive amounts of, uh, of issues. Like uh, it was almost No Man's Sky-esque, which I know that that, may not, that means nothing to you currently. But that was a game where like, there was so much that was talked about that it was going to be able to do. And when they launched it, like the amount of like content that was in the game was like severely lacking. And so like the initial reviews for no man's sky are like, this game is the worst. Don't buy this. It's overhyped this, that, and the other thing. If you were to ask somebody who who's currently playing no man's sky now, Uh it's a complete 180. This Uh game is amazing. Blah, 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 blah. Like it's so great. It's so immersive. You can do this, Uh you can do that. Like it's like you literally like No Man's Sky is it's randomly generated. You can play it with your friends. You were just a alien or alien of some kind. You uh-huh. can get a ship and you can just go and explore planets and see what the fuck is on them. Like uh-huh. it's it's very interesting. But like when you first started playing GTA online, like you could barely play missions. You could like it, your character data was all like it, it was we ran the risk of losing any progress that you made like. It was just a buggy, buggy mess. And now I think it's probably one of the better multiplayer experiences that is out there. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I hate playing with other players that I don't know because half the time you're just trying to go and do something in the game and some asshole on like a flying motorcycle just decides to shoot you out of this, like just destroy <laughs> your car for no reason. Or like you could just be like in the middle of like trying to do something and someone just goes, I just feel like I don't like you. So I'm just going to shoot at you now. Great. Like, I mean, now to be fair, there are ways to avoid those scenarios in the game for the most part. But mm-hmm. like, I remember when I first started playing GTA Online and it was working, mm-hmm. I was like, I have to play on passive mode all the time because passive mode basically means you can't shoot anybody and they can't shoot you. Mm-hmm. But then players were just trying to find out ways to get around that. Like, okay, well, I can't shoot you, but maybe I can run you over with my car, you know, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So. But like it, it, it's a total, I feel like 180 from the time that it came out until now, as far as like what you can do. And mm-hmm. that's very, very cool. So that was not at all a comprehensive overview of GTA. That was just my thoughts and experiences and, and what I, my knowledge of the game. So if you have anything that, I, that you think that I missed or that you think that was important that, uh, to bring up or anything like that, 
uh, you can hit us up at A-S-W-A-Y-D-P-O-D on Twitter or Instagram, either publicly or via DM. If you just want to send us an email because you don't use that stuff, it is A-S-W-A-Y-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. And we will happily respond to you. If you want to stay anonymous, we can read your comment, but say that we don't, uh, we're not going to tell who said this thing. Um, so yeah, there's that. But I'm not done talking because I didn't make up a theme song for it. But this is Amelia. What the fuck is this? Unless Amelia had thoughts about well, the topic. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> okay. So this is the part of the episode where I find something wild and crazy kids on the internet and I show it to Amelia without any context. And then we talk about it. Anyway, away we go. You do need sound for this. Okay. Start over because I'll watch it again. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Okay, so <laughs> oh my god, okay. <laughs> it's this guy playing video games, and at the top it says what they expect to happen when an amber alert goes off or something like that. Um <laughs> So there's this guy playing video games and all of a sudden you hear the sound that if you've ever heard that sound that comes out of your phone when an amber alert goes out and and he immediately like whips around and looks at his phone and sees the amber alert whips off his headset picks up his phone runs out the door doesn't even shut the door and like everybody in the neighborhood is doing the exact same thing like running out into the yard with their phones like oh shit we gotta find the baby <laughs> and it says you know I don't know if you've ever seen an amber alert it's usually like you know like this kid is missing or whatever but like last seen in this vehicle or something like that and so it, it must say like whatever vehicle it is and then all of a sudden you see that vehicle like driving down the street and the guy's like oh my god <laughs> and another another car comes up behind it and like he and a couple other dudes in the neighborhood like jump in this car and they're like go go after him go we gotta get the baby <laughs> and it's just them like chasing it down the highway <laughs> and stopping and finally like getting the guy to stop and like getting him out of the car and then he like grabs the baby which is obviously a doll. <laughs> grabs the baby and starts running like I got the baby we did it (laughs) so full full credit and shout outs to Mark Phillips and the team at RDC World which is Real Dreamers Change the World he is incredibly incredibly funny as Amelia has just found out Um, check out their YouTube channel Uh, we will definitely uh, put that in the uh, situation uh, when it goes up but uh, he like I was like, it came across like my, it came across my, my, my primary Twitter. And I was like, this is too funny. And I need to show it to Amelia before she sees it. Because if it's on my Twitter account, it's just a matter of time before she, she sees it, I think. But yeah, he's incredibly funny. There's a lot, lot, lot of different skits that they do. So I highly recommend you check them out. Uh, they've got oh, five, they've got over 5 million subscribers. I highly recommend you check them out. Oh 
my god yeah they, no, they, they I do had a not lot of like seen it i had not seen it and i'm still dying mm-hmm. um i want to <laughs> i'm such a i'm such a narcissist i want to go back and watch myself watch this because i feel like it might be funny <laughs> yeah we definitely should so keep the keep the thing because i will watch you watch it it's so <laughs> Just watch me watch myself. It just yes. is a cycle. Yeah, yep. reaction. Yes, dude, put that. In matter of fact, cut that out. We'll put it on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do it, or we'll put up a tick. We'll we'll create a TikTok account. And you can do it. But yeah, that very oh, very boy. good, very good. Uh, one of my other favorites that he does is when an anime character doesn't explain their abilities. It's, oh, okay. It's real, real funny. It's a, it's like three minutes long. I'll explain it real quick to you. Is that like, because you know, in like in in um. Uh, in anime sometimes characters have like abilities that they can do that make them like good fighters or what have you and so it's it's him basically having the ability to like really uh like have like he has an incredibly powerful baseball bat he's like if it hits you it'll break every bone in your body and then kill you kind of a thing and he's fighting a guy and the guy doesn't say anything he's like you're supposed to explain your ability man you can't just like i told you my you gotta tell me yours and he was like he just like do stuff and then all of a sudden like like all right you ain't even got an ability. He goes to swing the bat and like some guy just like randomly hits him in the face. He's like, who hit me? Who did? <laughs> like, I won't go further <laughs> into it, but it's real, real funny. Okay, anyway, check, check out RDC World 1 or, or just if you just type in RDC World, you'll definitely come up with it. So okay. that was a, that was a WTF for the week. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Yeah. You want to tell them where, uh, where we're where, where yeah. at? Yeah. Yeah. If you want to find us individually online, you can find me at Shake Meets World on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all kinds of places, whatever. You can find Sherrick at a Black Sparrow or SherrickRobinson.com. Yeah. And uh, twitch.tv, a Black Sparrow. I stream at least twice a week. If you follow mm-hmm. my Twitter account, you can um, keep up to up to date as to when those uh, days are and stuff like that. But typically, it's like Wednesday, Friday, and then maybe mm-hmm. on Saturday, depending on what's going on. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's super fun. You should come on by. Come on by. Say hello. So yeah, that's about all we have for you. This went long, so hope you enjoyed. So I guess with that, I've been Amelia. I've been Jared, and sometimes you're a young sufferer, so you've been living a successful life in Silicon Valley, and you meet up with your old classmates, and you're expiring fashion model, and you're, like, dating her, and things are going all cool, and you get a large bonus, and you're really excited, and your fashion model girlfriend, now Victoria's Secret model, and you, and you get really close, and then you're just like, hey, we're, like, too close and successful and cool to see things that are going wrong, and, like, uh, I'm explaining wildfires and carcasses of diseased birds turning up on beaches, and then you consummate your relationship in the motel, and you wake up, and the town is on attack from eagles and vultures and the birds are spitting acid and they explode into flames upon striking the ground and and then you escape from the motel and you join up with an ex-marine whose name is Ramsey. he tells you that for some reason his girlfriend he's like hey by the way i know this is a really bad time but i'm just going to tell you who my girlfriend is her name is becky and she really likes long walks on the beach and you <laughs> rescue two su- like two kids one of them's named susan the other one's named tony and their parents have been killed by these birds and you're like driving out from one town to the next trying to look for like gas and stuff and you're defending yourself against bird attacks and you meet a scientist and he's like hello i'm dr jones it's nice to meet you oh no becky was actually murdered by the birds and you're like oh well i didn't know what happened and then uh, you like try to save a busload of tourists and you leave the bus and the tourists are killed by the acid by the birds and you continue to like flee from the birds and you get to a forest where you meet like a tree hugger and he's like hello my name is Tom Hall, uh, Tom Hill and I like to hug trees and he's like by the way global warming is a really bad thing and that's why these birds are hitting the ground and exploding into acid pools <laughs> and then 
Hey, you escape a forest fire and then you settle on a small small beach and you and Rod is like, well, I think this is a good time to fish for dinner because everything is so bad. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, we're going to eat. Oh no, that's a bad idea because birds also love fish. Here they come. And then doves appear and then the birds are like, never mind. Doves told us that you're cool, so we'll leave. Bye! <laughs> Bye! <laughs>